Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 618 for the 15th of Av in a regular year. So do you ever have the experience where you're in a situation and you're thinking something, but you don't want to say it out loud? Maybe it would be uncomfortable for the person that you're with. Maybe it would be uncomfortable for you. It's something you're embarrassed about or whatever. And you're, you're holding it in. You're literally holding it in, right? Maybe you see other people who are having this. You, you kind of look at them and you know that they're holding something back. What does their posture look like? What does your posture look like when, this, when you're in this state? Even if you're really good at hiding this, if it very subtle, on a very subtle level, there's going to be a kind of contracted nature to your stance, most likely, right? Or to whoever it is that's holding in this thought. And then what happens when you finally let it out? When you finally like, you know, just can't hold back anymore and you just let it out. You just like tell the person what it is that you've been wanting to say that's been really bothering you or something that you've been struggling with on your own and you've been keeping a secret out of embarrassment or whatever it is. And then you just let it out. What happens, even as I'm describing this, I'm sort of doing it, right? You like, you like give out this big sigh. There's like this release. There's a big release that happens. And there's a sense of expansiveness. We go from a state of contraction to expansion when we speak, when we let it out. And interestingly, this is what we're going to be learning about in today's Tanya, is about this expansive nature of speech and how really ultimately speech is all about expansion. And the origin of speech comes from this place of expansion, namely the hey. The hey, if you think about it in terms of the letters, is, a, is an expansive letter. It's, it takes up a lot of space. There's dimensionality to it. There, it goes up, it goes to the side, it's, there's a space in the middle. And, uh, and also the way it sounds, ha, the ha sound, which again is like the origin of speech. As we spoke about yesterday, comes from this hey. The hey, that original ha sound, is the origin of the sounds of all of the other letters. So it is. It, it also has this expansive nature to it. It's like we're exhaling, we're letting it out, we're letting it go. So that's what we talked about yesterday. And today, we're actually gonna talk about how this power of speech that, that is manifest uh, essentially through that hey, uh, which is associated with the last letter of Hashem's name, the yud Vavke, because that's associated with Malchus, which is associated with speech, actually has its origin in the higher hey of the yud Vavke which will explain to us why it is that, uh, you know, this famous saying that we say that um, that with the Yud, Hashem created the world to come, and with He, Hashem created this world, and that seems to imply that it's talking about the first two letters of His name, and that seems to be a contradiction 
to that which we've been discussing yesterday and in general we brought it up in the Tanya that Hashem creates the world through speech and speech is associated with that final hey with that last hey of his name so it's like is it the last hey or is it the, the first hey so as we'll learn it is manifest through that last hey but that last hey because it's all about expansiveness and hey is all about expansiveness that power of expansion that does get manifest through speech is actually coming from a more essential power of expansion, which is from the power of Bina, which is this power that's, that's uh, associated with the hey of the first hey of God's name. And to keep in the context of the discussions, like not totally lose sight of what we're talking about, is we are in the middle of Epistle 5 of Igar's HaKodesh, and we've been trying to come to a deeper understanding of what it means that we can create God's name through our acts of tzedakah. And we talked about how what, like, when we think about God's name, we're referring essentially to the Yud Kevavke, that's the essential name of God, the Tetragrammaton, the, it's made up of four letters, Yud and He and Vav and He. And we talked about God's speech, which is associated with that last He, or the attribute of Malchus for Hashem. And we noted a very interesting phenomenon whereby speech, which is associated as we just mentioned, with the, with the level of malchus, which is the lower, lowest of all the 10 attributes, actually has a connection with the highest, which, which is chokhmah. Because we know that when we speak, when we say different words, we're not consciously thinking about the like external form that our mouths are taking when we say those words. We're thinking more about the meaning of the words. We're thinking more about like, I want to say this particular word. And then like the body follows, which kind of points to the fact that really the origin of speech is in this more intuitive space, the chokhmah as we call it, or the yud. And then yesterday we started talking about the two aspects of the Hebrew letters and how all the Hebrew letters have what are uh, an aspect of form, which is the more internal aspect of the Hebrew letters, and then the aspect of matter, which is more the external, the body of the Hebrew letters, the sounds that we make when we articulate the letters out loud. And so here, you know, this, this seems to give us an explanation as to how it is that God creates the world through speech. And the fact that God creates this world specifically through the letter He, which is associated with speech, is like the the essential letter of speech. And we talked about how God creates the world through Chochmah, and there's that connection between speech and Chochmah. In other words, between Malchus and Chochmah. But here we have a question, because if we're talking about Malchus, which indeed is a He, it's, there's actually two He's in God's name. There's the higher He, which comes right after the Yud. And then there's the lower He, which comes right after the Vav. And then, but now what we see is that if we go back to that original saying of the, of the sages, uh, where it talks about God creating the world through his name and through these two letters, it says, Ki beka olamim, which I'm not pronouncing it correctly because we don't want to say God's name out loud, but it's through the yud hey, the yud and the hey, God created the worlds, which is an abbreviation really for this yud kevavke, and it's an allusion to the first two letters. So it's an allusion to the yud and then the supernal hey. So here, so now this is where we have the question about it, because um, because this whole time we've been saying that, okay, 
as we learn, the world to come is created through Yod, and then this world is created through the hay. But it seems like that we've been saying that this world was created through the lower hay, the hay of Malchus. But when we look at the origin of this idea of the creation of the worlds, it seems like it's talking about the higher hay. So are we talking about the higher hay or are we talking about the lower hay? So the answer is that in order for this Yud, this supernal Yud, this Chochmah that we talked about, this intuition that we have in our minds of like, I want to say this particular thing, for it to jump into manifest speech where we actually move our lips, we actually move our mouths, all that stuff that's hay kind of territory, for that to happen, it actually has to pros, uh, pass through the higher hay. And that's where it's drawn down through. And why? Because if you look at that higher hay, the higher hay is all about expansion. This is where it's what I started talking about in the introduction, that it, you look at the form of the hay and it has a length to it. It has a width to it. Uh, and this this length and this width, like this expansive nature of it, this alludes to the aspect of Bina. Bina is understanding. It's also the second sphera. And the idea of Bina, how it differentiates from Chochmah. Chochmah is like that little spark, that intuitive spark that we talked about. But the Bina is where you take that spark and you actually elaborate upon it in your mind, in, in your hidden mind. So you're not saying it out loud. And the level of Bina, there's nothing spoken. It's just in your own mind. And you're thinking about it and you're meditating upon it and all of those different things like that until it culminates into through the more you think about it, more meditation, it actually comes into your heart, right? We've talked about this quite a bit, that meditation can lead to feelings in your heart. And this is why now we can understand the um, that which it says in Tikkuni Zohar, it says in the introduction to Tikkuni Zohar, it says, Bina, Bina, Liba, Uva, Halev, meaning to say that Bina is the heart and through 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 by means of Bina, the heart understands. So there's a connection between Bina and the heart and understanding. And from there um, are as manifest the revelation of the of the body of the letters of speech. So it's like, yes, there's the soul of the speech of the letters of speech, which is more associated with the yud and kind of like that hay also, which is like more this like internal form kind of letter uh, space of the letters. But that is through that supernal hay, that is the source of the revelation of the body of the letters of speech, which uh, which is revealed through those five organs of verbal articulation from the concealment of the yud. And so this is why we see that just like that higher hay, the supernal hay has this like expansive nature to it with the width and the length and all of that stuff. The lower hay also, when we write out that lower hay, it's also, it looks the same. It has that one line on top, one line on the side, one line in the middle. Like it has this, this sense of, of, uh, of width and of, of, of length and width, which alludes to this idea of the expansive nature of God's malchus, of God's kingship. So just like Bina is a very expansive trait, Malchus is also an expansive trait. As we see that there's this idea from Tehillim that's brought out, Tehillim chapter 145 verse 13, Malchut kol alamim, that God is the God of all worlds. So it's just alluding to the facts of like this very expansive nature of God, uh, which is God is above and below and to all sides and things like that. And how is it that God reigns and that, uh, that God is the king of all these things? He does this through the letters of speech, right? Like we've been talking about, God creates the world through speech and everything is uh, is all about God's speech. And so this is like, it says in Kohelet, for example, but that uh, the king's, um, that in order for the king's speech to reign. So there's this idea of like, there's something very powerful about a, a, a 
uh, king's speech, like an edict that's put out, put forth. Think about it in nowadays terms, like the government. If the government issues some kind of like new law or something like that, there's something about that issuance, that that verbal articulation that is that shows the power of the ruling body. Uh, and the ultraverse says this is explained further elsewhere. And so now to conclude all of this discussion about speech and the le- and the form and the matter of speech and all that stuff, the ultra says, so we've been talking about like speech in general and just this kind of like general uh, way, like thinking about it like human speech kind of. So to be able to understand how this relates to the, to godly speech, to the, to the godly letters that come out through speech, through godly speech, who God doesn't have a body and doesn't have a soul, God forbid. So it's like we, we create these images in our minds of like, this is what it looks like. This is what speech is like, but God doesn't have a body or a soul. So how is it that this happens? The altar rubber refers us back to the second portion of Likutei Amarim. So I'm assuming that's Sharia Chudvah Muna, where it's uh, in, to look at chapters 11 and 12. And he says to, to look there and, and see there for more detail. So that's the end of the section today. So uh, hopefully that gives you a little bit of an insight into how the mechanics of all this work. So to sum it up, basically this, the letters of speech have form to them and they have matter to them. And the form is more like the inner aspect of, of the letters. It's it's the pre-verbal state of the letters. It's We can think of it as the chokhmah of the letters. And then we have the matter of the letters. And the matter of the letters in their fullest display, in their fullest form, is speech. That's the actual, um, and the way that speech comes about is through like these mechanisms, the throat, the, the voice, the breath coming through, the lips and the palate and all of that kind of stuff. But in order for there to be that jump, in order for it to come from chokhmah, into Malchus, which is this manifest speech, it has to travel through Bina. Bina is like the uh, the transit uh, channel through which it comes. And Bina, and why Bina? Because Bina is also all about expansion. So it's all about taking that initial spark and then making expanding it into something like more comprehensive and detailed on all that so that it eventually translates into our very detailed and articulate speech. So that's it for today. And we will continue with this section tomorrow. I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzhak Ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, Please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.